and then uh, I promise we'll do another one. There we go. We're alive. Uh, hi, awesome. Alex. Thank you so much for joining. How are you doing? Thanks for I'm, having me. I'm really, I'm, I'm great, honestly. And uh, I figured let's leave everyone. Let's give them two more minutes for everyone to join. Um, I know it's different time zones. So a lot of our friends are going to be watching later today. Okay. Uh, Fine. Whoa, 10 people on already. You guys are punctual. I love that. All right. So um, welcome, everyone. If you are watching on YouTube or Facebook, that's brilliant. If you are listening to us on Spotify, Google or Apple, thank you so much. And make sure later today when you're at home, turn on YouTube or Facebook because Alex has some beautiful slides for us. And you can also uh, put a face with the name, the beautiful face of Alex. There you go. That works. All right. So, Alex, what I'd like to do, instead of me going through your bio, I think it would be perfect if you spend uh, two minutes telling everyone who is Alex, why, uh, you know, how did you decide to get into the space and what do you currently focus on? Oh, yeah, that's always interesting. Okay, so with the, the, the boring part then, because people wa are watching this for a completely different reasons, but um, I started when I was like 17, 18 years old um, on Facebook. I was building Facebook pages since I was like 12, 13. I actually have a slide here for you. I was building these community pages uh, about Cristiano Ronaldo because he was my um, idol. And I was, I, I was just passionate about building the largest community on Facebook about him. And then eventually I understood I could monetize all the traffic because it was all organic. So right now we're paying a lot of money for ads to reach millions of people back then i would just do it for free like large influencers nowadays um so i got familiar with the term marketing and then at some point after making um substantial amount of money for my age I understood i could reinvest my money and actually sell other people products which comes down to affiliate marketing uh and i found out that it's way more scalable to uh like affiliate marketing is way more scalable than organic traffic because you can reach unlimited amount of people. So when I was 18, I attended my first conference in Las Vegas, which was the Affiliate Summit West, I believe. Uh, I, met, I met amazing partners. I met affiliate networks. So I made those connections with people that had the products that I needed in order to scale even more, plus insights on how the ad platform works, this and that. And yeah, just being, becoming friends with uh, affiliates, maybe some of you watching, was so beneficial because it just got me to a mindset that, you know, anything is possible in this industry. And ever since, um, yeah, we grew a, a lot. Um, me and my partner, Ralph, uh, is also an, um, a speaker at Affiliate World Conference. And together, we generated since, in the, like, in the last six or seven years, uh, more than $100 million dollars in revenue for our clients, which is around $60 million in commissions for us, as our companies, our entities. Um, so that's that's in a nutshell. Um, that's that's how I started and where I I'm at. That. And I'm, I always, Alex, I always do this. I always mute myself when you speak because everyone is here for you, right? So I'm just going to mute myself when I have a question, but I want you to do your thing. And I'm here, but I'm, uh, I'm also taking notes because I'm learning today. Okay. Thank you. Okay. For sure. um, yeah. Um, so you want me to just go ahead with the whole presentation? Should it be, be awesome. And I know we'll have some questions and we can do those at the end. So I'll just bring the presentation back up. Oh, okay. Sure. Well, since this is about YouTube, let's uh, 
show that I don't only walk the walk. Sorry, I don't only talk the talk, but I walk the walk. Um, this is one of the ad accounts. It's a simple screenshot. I don't want to share what I'm working on, etc., cetera, um, because of privacy. But this is what it looks like when you spend more than $20 million on an ad account um, just on YouTube. And this is another uh, video that I made uh, publicly available on YouTube where I actually share my screen um, and show you how the dashboard looks like when you start spending these amount of money. And you can go watch it just out of curiosity to, to see how a dashboard that spends so much looks like so you can visualize it. I'm big into visualization and I didn't know it was possible to reach these amount of ad spends until I did it myself. Um, and it's, yeah, super useful just to see that it's possible that, you know, it's going to help you um, potentially do the same or at least, you know, believe that if you're spending 1000 a day today, that 10000 a day is possible if you can spend $100,000 a day. And I'm not much different than you. I have the same tools. I have the same probably the same connections or many um, similar connections. If you go to the conferences where I go or where Max Web, uh, or that Max Web sponsors. But yeah, let's move on. So a lot of you ask me always what offers I like to run. Um, and I think that's a very fair question. Um, I don't think every offer can scale to $100,000 a day or to $10,000 a day which is, by the way, my next speech at the Fear Award in Bangkok. Um, so how do we actually audit these offers? Like, do we start testing and working with any brand or do we, you know, do some sort of selection first? So to give it away to you, we use this checklist, which is um, perhaps, I'm, I'm going to dive deeper into it, but it's three main points that we take a look at. The brand quality, the video material, and the payout slash commission, however you want to call it. Um, we don't work with any brand, so we want to make sure that each brand has valuable products and is actually solving a problem and that we're not selling, uh, I don't know, low qualitative uh, products because that could uh, just backlash on us and everything. So we want to keep our ad account safe, so we care about quality, and we don't want to sell junk, essentially. And unfortunately, not every product out there is has quality, so we really take in consideration that plus, a big plus for us is to see how well the brand is established because it's all about marketing, right? So we really need to communicate that the brand is solid. So we would like to work with solid brands. Um, the second point is the video material. And that's a big thing for video platforms such as YouTube and Facebook, right? Um, we don't want to create videos from absolute scratch because that would involve us creating content from zero, uh, which can be beneficial, uh, but it's very slow in testing. Um, so we, we always require to have some good assets or video sales letters ready to go because that gives us at least a starting point for us to start testing a brand quickly enough to understand if there is potential or not. Um, but it's not limited to the video material and the assets that the, that the brands give us. We also come up with our... Um, videos and our ads and that's something that we're going to talk in uh, uh later on so that's the second big thing we take a look at we don't we want content right away to work on and the third thing is and that's super important and it's very underrated in the industry is the commission so if you want to reach a hundred thousand dollars a day in revenue or fifty thousand whatever it is 
you need to be sure that, first of all, it's sustainable over a long period of time. And second, that the economics are even there to actually do it at least for a few days, because it's very hard to scale a product that pays you 10, 20, 30, 40 dollars uh, per sale and expect to have these uh, these results. So understand, you know, uh, the commission and not only that, in which country you're promoting it, because I was working a lot in my national country, which is Italy, and I wanted to reach these numbers, but it's impossible. You know, it, 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 and it takes so much effort to, you know, crack the code that if I need to put that effort, I'd rather work in the States, so United States, instead of in Italy, just because there are 300 million people ready to buy what you're selling compared to 60 million in Italy. All right, and to give you a visual representation of this, uh, very simple, the higher the payout, the higher the possible scale. It's not only about payout, that's why we have the checklist of, you know, the three main things. So brand quality, video material, and payout. But payout is definitely um, a key factor because it makes it makes it possible. It makes the economics possible. So from the affiliate perspective, um, the higher the payout, uh, the more we can scale because you know we are working hard and we need to have you know that extra margin to make it worth it for us to spend that amount of money and make it profitable. So if you're a brand. Um, and you're watching this, um, you should also keep this in mind and uh, really work on your backend so that um, you can afford more marketing, meaning you can afford to pay your affiliate way more than what the competition does, or at least the same amount of money. Otherwise, you're going to lose. So that's why we don't work with many brands, because many brands don't understand these simple things. And they expect to see high scale when they pay us, I don't know, $20 commissions for an $80 product. The, um, the cost to consumer and commission rate is so bad that we don't even look at it because it's economically doesn't make sense. It's so hard to convert for $80 if you get paid 20. It's much easier if you get paid, I don't know, $100 for a product that starts from $50. A hundred percent. And I, I promise you guys, Alex and I did not talk about this before the podcast, because this is one of the things we always encourage people, right? And uh, if the cost to consumer for us, the way we do it, right? And again, I did not talk to Alex about this before. If the cost to consumer is $69, you should be making more than that. So it should be at least 80 bucks, a hundred bucks, because as the product owner, we or other product owners, it's really important to be smart and good about making money on the back end. We should not be making money on the front end for the affiliate. So if it doesn't have to be MaxWeb, maybe you're running offers, different offers, not health offers, right? But the payout should be good because it's going to be impossible for you to scale if you get 30, 20 bucks for a sale, it's going to be hard for you to reinvest part of that money to actually be able to do this full time, right? Because I, I'm sure that's the goal for a lot of you guys just to do this full time. So thank you. Uh, I, I, I wanted to emphasize this because I say this all the time. And as I said, Alex and I did not talk about it before. It's just important, right? Besides having the really good offer, you need a decent payout, guys, because you know, we can be the nicest humans in the world. The goal here is for everyone to be making more money, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, since you understand it, other brands should understand it as well if they want to work with affiliates because it's so important to have a competitive payout. Otherwise, you're just going to lose the game in the beginning. So if you're starting with a lower payout, you're already lost. And if you're just 
if you need to start to develop that higher payout, you can do it internally. But if you want to work with affiliates, the offer should be built in an affiliate-friendly way. All right, um, let's move on. So talking about ads, um, since you know on YouTube we have uh, we always need to fight with one particular thing, which is the user attention. And that brings me down to the number one enemy that we have on YouTube, which is this button right here, which is the skip ad button. Um, why? Because when you're, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with it. When you're on YouTube, you see, you know, uh, the button and you want to skip, you want to skip it right away. You don't want to watch the ad because you want to watch that vlog you just clicked on. You don't care about any ads. So we have literally five seconds because we don't mess with the 15 uh, second ads that have no interactions because they're just too short for us to work with them. So we always go for skippable ads. And because of that, we always have just five seconds to make them pause and watch what we have to say. So uh, I don't know if it's okay for you, Anna, and if the audio is going to work, but I wanted to show a few examples of ads. Let's but try it. I, I think it's going to work great. That's a good idea. I'm just... I'm I don't think I don't think we can play them here, to be honest. But it doesn't matter because I wanna I wanna have you guys picture what I mean. An ad needs to be catchy. An ad needs to be, you know, we need to understand the uh, psychology of user attention. And I'm sure you guys know that because you're consumers yourself, like I am. If I go on YouTube and I don't see a catchy ad, I skip it. And a bad example is what Coca-Cola is doing. They do these cheesy ads about and they're slowly they're slow paced and there's no action so when you see coca-cola you already know it's an ad and you just want to skip it so you're like whoa and they spend millions of dollars by the way creating these ads um and that's that's nonsense because us affiliate marketers we can do a much much better job by creating catchy content you know uh, but let me get uh, to that in a second so I wanted to reveal, in fact, the secret weapon to make um, banger ads that are going to enable you to make thousands of dollars a day, if not millions a month, which is, you know, this product right here that I mentioned it a few times. It's my favorite tool to shoot unprofessional ads. Exactly. That's all you need. Uh, because if you want to grab the user attention, you, you don't need to um, communicate immediately that you are an ad. You need to catch their attention uh, with something. And if we see the booming platform, the social booming platforms out, out there right now are all very amateur. Like there's not much quality in, you know, lighting and camera equipment. It's all just via phones. And I'm talking about TikTok. I'm talking about real. I'm talking about shorts. That's the stuff we watch. That's the stuff that gets our attention and we don't mess with anything else. So if we need to promote a gadget or a product from an affiliate network, we don't need to overthink content because it, it's not needed. We just need to perhaps order the product home, maybe ask the affiliate network to send you one or just pay the product, which is shouldn't be that expensive. You get it home and you start shooting with it and you don't even have to have the product because if the companies are already giving assets about the products, you can start thinking um, what um, angles you can shoot with your phone to grab the attention. For example, you're selling a product for back pain. 
you can record yourself holding your back or you can just i don't know record um something that reminds you of back pain you know uh you could just get out get out of bed ask a friend ask your girlfriend ask your mom whoever it is and just ask them to stand off the bed i'm just making examples on the spot and add some cracking sounds to it and all i'm saying is just shoot a five second intro for your youtube ad and then present them the vsl not much more like that's we need to you know, grab them at first with something that looks completely unprofessional, but it's catchy and it's straight to the point and it's going to make you stop and watch the video that comes after. So super important. And I invite you guys to try, like if you're running ads already, which I'm sure the majority of you guys are doing, just think of hooks uh, that you can shoot for your ads today and just experiment with it. And if they look bad, that's fine. You know, just Make sure that, you know, what you capture with your phone is good enough and then just mess around with some editing tools. You can even go on canva.com. They have an editing platform for it. You could just put some text over it, increase the saturation of the clip, just make it look a bit brighter, add some text, maybe a voiceover, uh, and you're done. You, do, you don't want to put your voice? That's fine. You can go on wellsetlabs.com, I think, and you have um, AI-generated... Um, voiceovers so if you're completely shy you don't even need to shoot yourself you can just shoot other people you can just shoot items on your house and you can put voiceovers so no excuse for you not to try a hook today and improve your campaign all right uh that was emotional for me um i wanted to show you some other ads uh that i can't show you right now because we have some video issues but you can see this is a, a youtube ad and you can see what they were doing. Um, this is a brand called V-Shred, and I'm sure you've seen the guy's face, like he's everywhere. But anyways, what he's doing here, he doesn't have one video in his video ad. He has, what, five videos. So he's maximizing um, the space that YouTube is giving. Um, so that's a good, uh, one of the strategies we can use. So you can shoot amateur content, split the screen and have two clips running at the same time for the first five seconds, not more, before you show them the VSL. One, one thing you can do. As you can see, this is a super expensive ad. <laughs> I'm joking because this girl is literally in her living room shooting with her iPhone and there is a voiceover on top that you can't hear right now. But the, he, what the guy is basically saying is if you wanna, um, if you wanna burn fat, you, you have to stop uh, working out and you're gonna, that makes you stop because you're like, wait, what, what did he just say? And then he explains further. Then he leads them into the video sales letters. So these long format videos where they go over the problems, the solution, um, social proof that the product works, and then you know the sales part of the video where it, it sells you the product more and more and why you should be buying it, a special discount, and all the basic stuff. Um, but yeah, again, focus on the first five seconds because that that's all we have with each user on YouTube. This is the quality you can bring up on YouTube and it can work. So again, don't overcomplicate it. Uh, it's easy to overthink content. We don't have to do that. Just go out and shoot some hooks today. Otherwise, me and Anna are gonna be disappointed because we're wasting time otherwise. All right, uh, what else do we get? Yeah, so to give you a visual representation of what I'm talking about is to summarize, 
the first part of the video is the hook. So the five, five seconds that I'm talking about since the last five minutes, the VSL, the video sales letter. So the long format video where we go deep in the, in the, in the product. But usually if you have a great company such as MaxWeb, they give you video sales letters. So you don't even have to do anything there. You just need to take the video, put something in front and maybe remix. If you really want to do something, you can just cut something out in the VSL or add some more clips. You know, um, and at the end, we need a call to action. So I'm sure the video sales letter usually, I mean, I'm sure the video sales letter have call to actions at the very end, but you can always add yours. So after a few minutes of, you know, video sales letter, you could tell them to actually go on the next page and buy the product because we always need to remind them to take a certain action because they started the, watching the video with something catching that could be even unrelated to the VSL. Then they get into the into the then they get into the VSL, and they even forgot about the hook. They they already forgot what they watched a few minutes before, and while watching, they could forget that they have to buy the products to get the results they want or to solve the problems that they were promised to solve with the specific product. So remind them just to well uh, to. Oh, sorry, sorry to interrupt, Alex, but I uh, I was nodding here because I has. I have spent a lot of money on very expensive masterminds last year. And one of them uh, was basically these guys. Add at least two CTAs. That's two call to actions. One yeah. in the beginning, one at the end. It sounds like common sense, but you would be surprised how many times we forget that because we all understand the products, but we forget to tell the customers what to do. So again, you know, save yourself a lot of money on fancy masterminds and just do this add that cta again at the end tell people where to press you would be surprised what a magic uh, it does to conversion rates i agree alec I agree. Yeah, it's like a little push to the customer like hey you're interested and you push them down, down <laughs> and yeah magic is gonna happen i see a few comments by the way i don't know if you should answer in between some questions that would be awesome. If you're comfortable with that, Alex, I would love it. Um, just read it again, if you don't mind, so that I can bring it on the screen as well. Um, just so our friends that are listening on Spotify, they actually know which questions we're answering. Okay. So I can just read out the questions and, okay. So, okay, well, first one is by Alex. Will this be recorded? Yes. Um, what do we got here? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, we run a lot of health offers. VS, so Andre is asking, we run a lot of health offers, VSLs. Have you seen success also with uh, direct-to-lender ads? Or you think this is always best to create a short video that leads to the VSL? Okay, great question. So to rephrase it a bit, um, do we create a short VSL and send them to a page where there's a long VSL? Or do we just run a long VSL right away. Different approach, different for YouTube. Uh, I saw both working. Um, I personally do both. Um, so I run short ads to a video sales letter page, but also run video sales letters directly and just send them to the product page so that people don't, the customers don't need to go through, you know, a long process before seeing the actual product because many purchases are impulsive um, and people don't want to, you know, they get annoyed if they already made a decision, they just want to get, get to the point. They're convinced you don't want to create obstacles in the funnel, 
um, to make them buy. So you should keep it short uh, and you should give them the available, the option to buy the product when they feel like they can. So putting the VSLs as an ad directly and pointing them to the product page allows them to do that. Creating a short ad that leads to a VSL page with a button below also allows them to move on as soon as they feel ready to. Yeah. Okay. So Alex, what are good courses beginners you would recommend? Oh, well, that's a great question because I just finished building my course. <laughs> so uh, I didn't know that. So one yeah. thing everyone knows, we always invite people that we actually re respect and, you know, we're excited. So we yeah. had no idea. It's not one of those secret questions to get Alex to, uh, you know, to tell us about the course. Although, although I generally would get Alex's course just because I know he actually has been making money online with YouTube. So tell us about your course. I'm, uh, I'm really excited. It might be so the first course. It's going to be live in next week. I'm just finalizing it, but it's going to be for pure beginners to affiliate marketing. So people that, um, when I get from zero to one, um, so I think with my course, you can get to $1,000 a day in revenue pretty easily. If you follow each step, it's a 10, 12 hour course, which I'm covering everything from mindset to where to source the products. So I also name affiliate networks. I tell them how to scout products. I give them the checklist. I go very deep in that. I teach them the basics on how to test products and Facebook ads and because the first course is just about Facebook ads because I think it's easier for users to crack because um, YouTube requires more ad spend. And I'm going to talk about it in this uh, podcast just in, in a bit. And then I'm also showing them like I'm teaching the main, main things about Facebook ads that people get wrong all the time. I'm helping them not getting banned. And I'm showing them how to product test, the mindset about that, and how to scale to $1,000 a day. So I think it's a great um, course for anyone that's starting out. The next course I want to build on is specifically about YouTube. So if you got from zero to, to one, now it will be time to go from one to 10. So if you're already making thousands of dollars a day and you want to get to $10,000 a day or beyond, then the next course is going to be um, about that. Um, okay. Well, thanks for the question. I... If you're okay with this, I had no idea you have the two courses, but if you're comfortable with this, we have an academy page on MaxWeb where we yeah. basically just tell people about existing courses in our space. And okay. we would love to add, um, you know, the links to your courses when you're ready. Let us know um, yeah. just in case everyone, you know, especially the beginner one. You would be surprised how many people um, would love to know the beginning because people always assume if you understand tech or if you've been doing really well as an affiliate, it can be very difficult when you switch to a new source. For example, I could tell you about native ads for the next 48 hours and I would get so excited about it. But if yeah. you ask me about YouTube ads, mm, I probably wouldn't know so much. So I would love a beginning course, right? So sorry, it was a small parenthesis. If you're cool with that, we will add the links for our affiliate. So then if anyone actually wants to uh, get the course, it will be easy access. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Let's talk about it. I'm, I'm down for it. Let's talk about it after the pod. So we keep them on this. So let's move on with the presentation. So I want to give you guys at least the campaign settings for your YouTube campaigns, because if you're running YouTube, 
many people really like to overcomplicate things. So they mess with targetings too much. They create dozens of ad, ad groups. They mess with keywords and all of that. And there's one thing that I teach in my courses as well, and that is to let the machine do the job for you. So if you're an OG media buyer that you started a few years ago, like five, 10 years ago, then you're super used to put all the targetings in it. Um, or you, or, or if you're just getting started, you think that's a natural thing to do because you don't know how good the algorithm is for Facebook. But let me tell you my secret, which is not a secret. I don't put any targeting in my campaigns. I don't mess with that. Um, Google and YouTube are have way more data than us and they're way better than to find the right customers for us. That when I launch a campaign, I don't even bother with targetings. I don't care. To, I don't want to tell them who to look for because it's just going to mess up the campaign. So um, I don't do anything of that. So all I do is I create one campaign. I don't create multiple campaigns because one campaign is enough. I, I create one ad group and that's enough because I have no targetings. And all I'm focusing on is the ads in the ad group. So I really focus on the creative part um, and, and nothing else because the machine does the job for you. So let it, let it work for you. And that's amazing. We live in an era where we just need to press a button. And the only thing that the machine can't do for us is the creative part, which brings me back to the habit you guys should develop, which, which is shooting content for the product, products you're promoting and just coming up with better ads. That's all you have to do once you found a winning product. And I recommend you starting talking about bidding. The only other settings that I care about is the bidding, um, the, the budget. I'm going to cover it in a, just a second. I start with maximized conversion, which is as the same thing as automatic bidding on Facebook. So you're basically telling the platform, get me as many conversions as possible, undepending from the cost. And that's a great way to start because you're going to let the machine do the job for you and finding... Uh, as many customers as possible without you moving a finger besides uploading new ads. I have to be repetitive, but it's important. <laughs> I don't want you to waste money on stupid campaign settings. Okay, um, budgeting. So I like to um, spend five to 10 times um, in ads, um, taking the a commission in consideration. So to make an example, if I have a $100 payout, I like to spend $500 a day or $1,000 a day just because I want to test and fail quick. Um, and also you need a certain amount of ad spend to actually define if the product is a winner or a loser, uh, which brings me back to the mindset about product testing. We need to be able to, we need to have that flexibility in our heads to lose money um, because it's a numbers game. We're going to test five products and one product is going to work. So if five to 10 times is too much for you, um, which brings me, by the way, to the question by Oana Vaduva, how much should we spend per campaign when testing? I think it's safe to say that we should spend at least, um, you know, approximately five to, it's a hard question, five to times, because it depends on what commissions you have, country and blah, blah, blah. But as a rule of thumb, um, if I have a $100 payout, I like to consider that I'm going to lose $2,000 on that one, which could be too, too much. YouTube is more expensive than Facebook. Uh, but otherwise, if we're talking about $20, $50 products, I think you should be spending at least $500, $1,000 in tests to see if it actually has potential. And 
before you get scared, you're going to get sales from, you know, these tests most of the times. So if you spend $500, $1,000, it's not co a complete loss because you, you will generate sales. So yes, you, you might be losing hundreds of dollars, but you're not going to, you shouldn't be losing 1,000, uh, sorry, 100% of your budget. Yeah. yeah. And I, I want to make a small parenthesis, Alex. That's a super pertinent reply. And that's similar to what we recommend for native. And uh, I think our lowest payouts, I know the team is so much better than myself on the day to day, but I think the lowest payout that we offer on VSLs for YouTube is like 80 bucks. Most of them are 100, 120. So that's a really good answer for Alex because if you ask your account manager, um, they will tell you which are the offers that are doing best on YouTube. So the chances of you actually losing all that investment are very, very small. So it's it's really, really good advice. I agree. Without making anyone lose like crazy amounts of money, it's still enough for you guys to figure out if it's uh, the type of campaign that's going to be making you a lot of bank. Yeah. Also, I think what separates... Um um bad affiliates to good affiliates is um the mindset so if you want to make uh you know hundreds of thousands of dollars you need to be ready to lose a couple hundred dollars a couple thousand dollars per test like um you can't expect to magically make campaigns work and make hundred thousand dollars a day if you're not willing to lose some money at first so if the scale is too high for you right now to aim for $100,000, aim for less at the, at the very beginning. So don't get discouraged from these high numbers. So I don't know, maybe some of you listening, they just, they want to hit their first $100 per day uh, campaign. So that's a big achievement. I started like that when six years ago, my first goal was to make $100 per day in profit. And I was like, wow, if I make $100 per day in profit, so one Benjamin in my pocket every day, it means I can make $3,000 a month and start traveling. So that was my first goal. And when I achieved that. That's amazing, Alex. Thank you so much because we are, I am petrified when I see a lot of the gurus out there talking about, you know, their Lamborghinis and watches, which is awesome, right? My yeah. husband would love a car like that. I don't get me wrong. I understand why cars are fun and important, but, but we need to be realistic. It's so beautiful to think about the long-term goals right and organic growth and it is awesome to make a hundred bucks a day honestly that's always my advice for beginning affiliates are there affiliates out there on maxweb that make fifty thousand dollars a day of course but believe me they started making one sale a day right so yeah. it's all about pacing yourself right it's brilliant and beautiful to have goals right we all want to have uh a nice yacht with our name on it, but let's start with the bases, right? I agree. That's beautiful advice. Thank you, Alex. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, you got to be patient, you know, right? I think today, like nowadays, everyone wants everything super quick and that doesn't work when you need to learn, you know, the basics. And also for the res like respect the, the people that are actually doing so much because they put in many years and work to be able to do that. So um, stay humble you know, stay focused on making, you know, your small steps and, and just trust that if you're going to keep working every day, it's going to be a compound effect that down the line is going to, can really make you rich, but not everyone needs to, you know, make millions a month to be happy. Like I was super happy already when I was making a few thousand dollars per day. And it's actually, I'm, I'm not 
money does money helps me be happy, but I don't do it for the money. Um, well, besides affiliate stuff, I really do that for the money because I'm not gonna lie, like it's it can pay you very well. But the other things in life, like I, I don't I don't really care about money, so uh, I I try to focus on other things and and enjoy. So meaning like for example, doing the course. I think it's very cool because I can help people get started and I don't need, um, you know, money from that. I, I, I would be happy if I would just even the costs uh, and that's it. And, and yeah, I think it's just cool to build a community and, and help people out and see where we can go. But okay, uh, enough of the cheesy stuff. Let's move on with useful stuff. Um, oh, actually, there is, there are some more questions. Maybe we can tap into Dan real quick. Uh, Alex, why YouTube and not Facebook when it comes to ads? Oh, no, 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 wait. Um, Victoria asked, hey, ho, Alex, why YouTube and not Facebook when it comes to ads? I I'm going to clarify that. I just said that Facebook can be easier for beginners because it costs less to get initial sales. So if you have, I don't know, $3,000 in your saving account and you want to invest them, I would recommend you starting off with Facebook uh, compared to YouTube, just because the nature of the platform, YouTube costs more money for you to test products compared to Facebook. So that's all I said. But both are terribly, like, sorry, they're incredibly scale scalable. So please, um, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna check more questions in a bit. Let's move on with the presentation. What do we have? Oh yeah, I wanted to share a bit, few more things. So we all got here to the podcast probably because you saw the title. Um, you know, a lot of money is possible. So just to show what's possible real quick um, and what happens when you scale. So when thousands of dollars can become millions of dollars or when the hundreds of dollars can become thousands of dollars. So it's all about the scale where you're at. Um, no pressure on that. But just to show you, um, damn, I actually feel like I should have shown smaller numbers because uh, to show both sides because this screenshot that shows that we spent all this money is as exciting as me launching a new project with my girlfriend that I'm doing right now, where we spend hundred dollars per day and see profit of that. So please don't get discouraged. But again, this is what's possible. Like if you have solid offers and you use the checklist, you understand content, you understand the basics campaign settings. And, and so everything is in line. The economics are in line you can get to these results where you can spend, I think in one day we spent, I think more than $300,000 in one single day on two, three different products. Um, and it was pretty profitable. Um, and I think this weekend we did again, $100,000 in revenue in one day. Uh, and this was for May, but it just keeps going. So May was an excellent month, but we have, it's something we do it constantly. So if you see this screenshot, it's not it's not a one-time hit for a week. It, it it wasn't just one ad. We do it all the time. Okay. Um, one important tip for you guys watching that are already scaling hard on YouTube. Um, it's very important to check your ad schedule uh, because when we run campaigns, we run on twenty four seven. But I don't do that anymore. Like I really like to focus my ad spend, my daily budgets in the times where I actually uh, make the money. So where the CPAs are super low compared to other hours where I just lose money. 
And I invite you to go on your YouTube, uh, sorry, on your Google Ads account, check your campaign, check the ad schedule and see over the last 30 days or all time or for what time range you have data for when you were actually making money. And that's, this can also change over time. Like we always check the ad schedule and adjust it a few hours. And by the way, if you see my settings here, it doesn't work for every product. It doesn't work for every campaign. So uh, make decisions based on your schedule and focus the ad spend in the hours that you see profitable. So stop spending during unprofitable hours and start spending during profitable hours only. And that is going to maximize your profits by a lot. So there's no point of spending your budget throughout 24 hours if you're just profitable, maybe just in five, six hours. Why? I mean, that's enough. We, we care about making revenue and profits and live a good life. So there's no time to waste on and money to waste on things that don't work. Okay. So when scaling, we talked about testing and the bidding that we need for testing, and that's uh, maximize conversion. But the thing you can do on YouTube, which is super cool for me, uh, I, I'm a bit of a geek when it comes to these things. So I, I really get passionate about these settings. And we, we checked so, so much data in the past. And, and we really play a lot with, you know, the basic um, optimizations that we can do, which is a lot of bidding. So bidding, I see it as like driving a car and just changing gear. And the budget is like the speed you want to go to. So if you want to spend a lot of money, I'm like, okay, I need to adjust the bidding and increase the budget. And then you're going to drive very fast. So maximize, good for testing, target CPA, good for, you know, being super quick and scaling at a very good, uh, at a very fast pace. And that's the target CPA. For the ones who don't know, target CPA is, um, you're basically giving a signal to YouTube what you're comfortable paying for each um, sale. So um, you're telling them if, for example, your the lowest payout at MaxWhip is $80. If you wanna um, get sales at $60 on YouTube, you can tell YouTube, hey, I wanna bid $60 per uh, sale. And if you see that you're also hitting that number, so you spend seven days, 10 days on maximized conversions and you have a $60 payout, you can bid on a target CPA for $60. So how is that going to be beneficial? Once you switch to target CPA, some magic could happen. Let me just see what the next slide is. Exactly. So when you switch to target CPA, I just spoiled it for a brief second. When you switch to target CPA, Magic is going to happen. That's when scaling gets really fun because a lot of questions, like many gurus teach you ways to scale this and that and how, how much you should increase the budget to, be, uh, to stay profitable, like increase it by 15% a day, 20% a day, and all nonsense. Um, let's cut the bullshit. Um, YouTube does it for you. So when you switch to target CPA, um, YouTube is going to recommend you a budget and that's that's what happens so when you switch to target cpa and you're hitting also maximize by the way but i like to do it on target cpa um after some time this button limited by budget is going to show up and when you put the mouse over it youtube is going to recommend you to you know to increase your budget to whatever they recommend you and usually they triplicate it so if you're spending one thousand dollars a day uh youtube could recommend you to spend three thousand 
And after one day, if you're still hitting the target CPA, which should be the case because YouTube is insanely stable or can be super stable, if you're spending $3,000 a day, it's going to recommend you spend $9,000 a day and then $2,781. So it can get, it can go fast very quickly. In fact, I think a few slides before, I think you could see it. Like, look at this. We were spending May 8, May 9, $29,000. The day after, we were spending $110,000. Um, dollars. So it can go very fast. All right. What do we have next? Oh yeah. It's actually getting to a conclusion already. That was fast. Uh, good. Gives us more time for questions. Um, uh, a big bonus. It, it Not everyone allows you to do that, but one thing you should keep in mind is that YouTube ads uh, brings TV level of awareness to users. So if you watch an ad on TV, it's very impactful um, as if you were watching on YouTube. Why? The data. The data shows you that when we scaled hard on YouTube, also the Google Trends would go up for that specific keyword. So keywords for like the brand name, the product name, and so on. So it's very, it's correlated. Like the more you spend on YouTube, the more Google searches you're going to have for your products. And you should be targeting those um, users as well. So retargeting them with search campaigns. And that keeps happening on and on. This screenshot is even old. I don't know why I picked an old screenshot, but it's not outdated. It's still, uh, it's going to be always the case in the next at least five, 10 years, if not forever. If, if there is a, a, a search platform out there, people are always going to use it. And if you run at scale, but you're not at scale, you should always be retargeting on search. And okay, what did I have? Oh yeah, some promo. Well, okay, you can follow me on socials. I think you, yeah, you could, you can scan the QR code and just follow me there. Um, but yeah, cool. Um, that was quick and I'm happy to answer more questions. <laughs> that was so much fun and actually learned a lot. I had no idea that you can um, select specific hours, you know, for when you're, uh, when you have the campaigns live on YouTube, we develop it with YouTube. So we know uh, our media buyers have taught me a bit about it, but I had no idea you can actually select the time of the day um, when you do the campaigns, which now that I think of it, we would be saving a lot of money because we know exactly the days when uh, the health offers uh, run well. So yeah. made, made a note. Uh, do you want to do you want me to go back to the top and see some of the questions if we missed them? Um, yeah, I'm running via have it. Uh, account shutdowns. I've seen that a few times. What do you think? You know, like Google account shutdowns. I know those are pretty common. Not as common as Facebook shutdowns, I know, but they still happen. Uh, any advice for that? Um, would you believe me if I told you I never got banned? <laughs> I, I don't know. I couldn't because we got banned. <laughs> That's good for you. Oh, do yeah. you have the offer that, you, that you're running or just in uh, we run all sorts of i mean we do get ads disapproved but uh, and sometimes it's hard for us to get a product live so we try to reach out to the support or to account manager or right if you don't have any account manager um a good tip would be to work with an agency and and get their support to get your product live but getting that i never had that so uh, I think 
I, I know what you mean. So yeah, it, it, what it happens, I know for some of our super affiliates, they can get unbanned with the right support. So I think it's the same thing, just basically being super careful with the claims and whatnot. So I'm going to do a small parenthesis. If you want to tag one of our account managers, uh, we have had some tips and tricks over the last year on people mm -hmm. we can introduce you that can help you um, just because we have a good relationship with Vibe, with uh, uh, the, the, the Google team now. So just ping one of the AMs, they'll tell you more. Um, this is a good one. I'm going to take this one, Alex. I'm going to bring it on the screen. For the offers on MaxWeb, how do I download the VSL so I can edit it and add a hook to the beginning? That's really easy. Just ping your account manager and they will get it for you. Obviously, we do that so uh, only MaxWeb affiliates can get access to them. So just ping your account manager and they will be able to help you. All right. This one is for you, Alex. Any specific customer trends you are seeing for this quarter? I think trends when it comes to are they buying more, are they buying less, um, are they really paying attention to the type of content that you're doing, which I su suspect will do. Um, yeah, I mean, Q4 is usually like we do get more sales, so we scale more. Uh, but I think the magic happens more when Q4 is over, when the big brands are out of the way and the costs drop a lot. So. Yeah, but at the same time, every year is different. So I don't rely, I don't I don't get hyped over Q4 or Q3 because sometimes I just see campaigns booming out of freaking nowhere <laughs> or Wes giving more stimulus checks like last year and then our yeah. campaigns triple, triplicate. Or last Feb February, we had an in insane ROI out of nowhere. Um, so it's it's very undepending. Um, in terms of, terms of trends and content, I see a lot of people copy my type of ads nowadays and they're more getting also into, into like creating hooks themselves but also like literally copying what we're doing which is funny uh, mm -hmm. so i think um, a rule of thumb it's not a bad thing by the way it's like just how the industry is and i think one thing is if you if you if you find uh, a type of content that works you, sh you should start pivoting fr from it before the performance drops too much uh, which involves you being creative all the time and trying to think like, oh, if I always show this as a hook, what could be the next type of hooks that could work for, you know, the next year? Um, so, for example, if you always show, yeah, you should be creative on that. And like really, when you see success, uh, prepare for, you know, lows that could come in the next months and, and always try to like testing new ads and new type of content is always risky. So I would always say like stress what works now, don't reinvent the wheel, but always try to add some testing to complete new ideas so you can, you know, keep results high. Otherwise, we're going to have these good spikes and in these terrible drops um, that can happen regardless. Like affiliate marketing can be a roller coaster, but you can counterfeit that by just, you know, um, having more products and just keep working on different ads. And what was the question? I think I got lost on the first one. There were two and one. Um, Just the customer trends. If you're seeing any specific trends, like people buying less or more. Um, I We haven't seen a lot of uh, big issues. I agree earlier this year, people were buying more, but I haven't personally seen crazy trends like people stop buying or anything that would make us worried. Um, I know a lot of people talk about the recession times now. Um, because of what's happening in the world. So I think that's some worry there. I have not seen um, any issues with spends yet, but what about you, Alex? Do you think we're going to have uh, a problem 
Yeah, I mean, I didn't see anything at myself, like something, a drastic change, uh, but it also comes down to which geos you're running. Um, so I don't, I don't know how it is running in, I don't know. Well, I mean, I run in the States, so for now it's okay. US dollar is pretty decent. In Europe, I'm not running much, so I don't, I'm not sure how that is getting affected. But if it's a decrease, it could be a slow decrease. So it's not like one day to another. Uh, but the good thing about affiliate marketing is that you can sell all around the world and you can sell different things. So if it's recession time, financial offers are going to pop up or make money online offers are going to be very important more than, I don't know, buying the gadget number 2000. <laughs> I mean, I think people could get more conservative over their money. So they would rather invest it in something that could give them, you know, or you could start selling. I remember in during COVID time, during lockdown, food was insane on on or any health related offer was insane during that time. So I think you could forecast what issues could be. So I'm super fortunate that I decided to do the course this year and not years before, because right now is the time where people need to develop more skills that are recession proof and more than ever and online education it started booming since you know COVID. we needed a pandemic to understand we can make money online and learn online but now we're here so that's a good thing um so yeah um you can anticipate what's what could work and less but again if let the data speak so right now i keep running gadgets i keep running health offers i keep running financial offers and i don't see any crazy movement so far same uh, and guys always check with your account managers like no matter what company you work with again right maybe you're running offers that are not on maxweb and that's okay because we always encourage you guys to make money so always talk to your account manager or the product owner that you work with and ask them right hey guys what's working on youtube right they're going to be honest with you because we want you to make money it's our reputation on the line right so when you're unsure like quarter four is coming just ask have a good communication i know it's easy like the the lone wolves i know a lot of you guys are used to running your own thing but when you ask you're going to be so successful because the account managers can tell you if they see you know specific offers doing well so my advice just ask what's working at the time and they'll most of the times they'll know all right uh brandon do you prefer to maximize conversions target cpa or target roas um, it depends, to be honest. Like, I just switched one campaign from Target CPA because it stopped spending, despite me increasing the bid every day, like 5 to 10%, and it wouldn't spend. I switched it back to maximize conversion for the weekend because weekend is when we spend the most because a lot of people are online. And boom, we made again our error. We hit our ROI goals, which, you know, we aim for 30, 40% ROI. Um, and we couldn't do that with Target CPA. Then my other ad account is completely on Target CPA. And Target ROAS, yeah. So um, with one of our clients with issues targeting the actual conversion volume, um, I heard some of my friends, they run uh, also a lot of YouTube and they do use Target ROAS, something we should explore a bit more. Um, but I think for now, for me, the mains are, remain Target CPA and maximize conversions. Yeah. Um, Do you want to take another one? I uh, we have time for two more. Okay. Uh, okay. Let me see what I find. If there was something we didn't cover. Uh, 
I know we are. Uh, we oh, someone asked about the websites that you used, and uh, I know the answer to that. Alex uses this for a lot of the ads. Which oh yeah. I'm excited, right? You and I love that you emphasize to keep it simple because people always assume we have some really crazy tricks uh, on being, uh, you know, financially stable. Most of the time is obviously work hard, but keep it simple. You would be surprised how many times that works. I, I completely agree. But yeah, the question was also about tools. I think I mentioned Canva.com. I personally, I have my MacBook Pro user and I use Final Cut, uh, but I was on iMovie for the first six months on YouTube and that was enough to do simple cuts. If you don't have a Mac, I don't, I don't, I'm not really familiar. I mean, there is DaVinci, but it's too complex. There is Premiere, but it's not needed. You can literally just, even if you don't have a computer, you can do it on your phone with InShot or whatever, or you can use Canva.com and they also have a mobile app for that. And that's enough to place text and so on. And I had a question here by Top Info España. So the question is, for non-English countries, customers, is it a good idea to send them to an English offer? Yeah. Um, well, I think it's very important to understand the language barriers. Um, you can, but obviously you're making it super hard for users to actually understand a thing. So I don't think it's, um, you have a dis disadvantage to start running um, in non-English countries, English offers. You're gonna find people that speak the language, but, and you can filter for that. Uh, but how long is it gonna take you to, you know, translate a landing page or the ads? Maybe take that in consideration. You could do a very broad test and just target English speakers in that country. And if you see like, oh, it's actually worth it, uh, we can, I think if we're gonna translate, it's gonna explode. That could be a fair test. But I mean, if, if you're crushing it in one country, that's the thing I do, for example. Like if we find a product that's working in the States, I just run all the English countries at once. Like I don't, I don't want to wait. Like I can clone it in Canada, UK, Australia. And, and, and for me, that's like copy pasting money, literally, because I don't have to do anything else. Like if the affiliate network allows you to promote the product because they have logistics set up for your products to sell those products in other countries, or even better, if it's a digital product, you don't have that barrier at all, you can sell anywhere, then just do it. And then if you want to scale further, you can translate it into Spanish, you know, like uh, we were running Spanish campaigns, even in the US, because there are many hispanic people we didn't see great scale but if we bring those products over to latin america then you're gonna see scale um so i think it's always beneficial to talk um i mean the way you talk if your mom is not english you should talk to your mom in your main language right mm -hmm. like the mother tongue so um i would communicate to my mom in italian and not in german just because um i mean it's more familiar to speak in italian and, and that's what you should you should talk to moms and to friends and to people that don't speak any other languages. So you make it better for them. Yeah. All right, Alex, let's get one more question. And I promise you guys, we'll, we are gonna bring Alex back. I promise you. And then the next one, we're gonna focus just on question because apparently everyone wants to hear what Alex thinks and I love that. So we'll take one more question and then uh, we'll let Alex go because you know, his time is very valuable. So Alex, tell me which- so we can. We can run it back or we can just extend it, uh, but yeah. <laughs> Tell me, what, what, what's, the, what's the next uh, one you want to address? 
question? Um, yeah. Did you okay. have one? Is it one? There are a few here. So one of them, uh, Michaela, for example, she asked, are you saying that when the budget is recommended that we select it always, even though we might not even ha have any sales? I think Michaela means, you know, with, with that rule that we explained that it's good to have five times of whatever the CPA is. Um, what do you think? I think some days it does make sense that you don't make any money, right? I think she meant the recommendation of the budget when we're scaling. Um, mm -hmm. So... I mean, what are the, I mean, if it's recommended, you should be getting sales already. Otherwise it would recommend. Uh, okay. So the recommendation, like the YouTube recommendation amount, got it. Yes, exactly. So if we go back on the slide, where is it? It's this one right here. Um, so okay. yeah, I like to go for recommended. Uh, not always like have some sensibility over the campaign and that differs from campaign to campaign. But let me tell you this, I'm on your side. When I first started scaling on YouTube, I, I was scared because I, I didn't know how far I could push it. So let me give you an example. We were spending $1,000 a day. Then we went to three, then to nine. And then it's a recommending 27. And I was like, wait, from nine to 27,000, it's like it's triplicating. Yeah. Or from one to three, it's three times more. So it's very risky. Like we're playing with our money. So how are we going to feel about it? But you can keep it. Uh, at, at one level of budget without increasing it for a few days if you don't feel super convinced yet that it's going to work. So if you see like it's actually stable, then yes, I recommend you to actually take a leap of faith and press that button that is going to triplicate your budget and spend more because usually it, it ends well. And But if it doesn't, after a few days, you can always you know switch back or adjust it. Um, so I think it's, yeah, I mean, you, you're still the driver and you need to know what you're doing. But when I see recommended, I try to, I press it at some point to the max. I mean, there was no max. It just stopped spending. Once it recommended us a million per day and we were so happy because we were thinking like, oh my God, we're going to spend a million in a day. That sounds amazing. But I didn't spend all that money, unfortunately. But it would have been cool. Like I wanted to see how it looks when you spend a million in a day. So it can go like very, like enormously high. Um, but every campaign has some, you know, limits. So you should be finding it. So maybe it's going to recommend you to spend $100,000, but your sweet spot is at way less, you know. Maybe it's going to recommend you to from three to, to nine, but maybe you're super profitable at $5,000 per day. So you need to, it, it has to make sense. Like spending is not is not always the main thing. Like we should spend more, but only if we make, so if you make 50% ROI with $10,000 per day, it doesn't make sense to push it to $20,000 and then just make 10% ROI because you're making way less profit. Uh, the network is going to be happy, but I mean, you need to focus on your profits. So <laughs> okay. I agree. Beautiful. All right. So this one is for me. Uh, let's pretend, um, you know, a lot of our friends are going to listen to this in their car on their way to work. Uh, their drive commute to work is 20 minutes. So they're probably going to skip a few of our uh, points here on the podcast. So yeah. let's assume we want everyone listening to, um, to just live here today with two or three items to, it could be one really something that you really, really want to tell everyone that's listening, something that's uh, not just important for you that you have learned and you wish people uh, would talk more about it. Right. 
just as an example, when I speak, I always tell them um, about native ads. I always tell them, pick an ad network that you understand and an ad network that your affiliate manager has a good relationship with, right? As an yeah. example, because I can relate to native ads. But if there's anything you want our friends to take out of our conversation today, what would that be? Um, I would say two. So uh, be sure to rig the, uh, be sure to pick the right product that have that has good quality, uh, good branding, uh, existing video materials that you can use, and a good commission. And for a good commission, I mean a good ratio between cost to consumer and your commission. Um, and the next thing is make ads that are gonna make people stop and watch your ad and focus on content more than ever because that's the area we live in and we're uh, all fighting for one super valuable currency, which is attention. So if you don't earn that, you're gonna fail. And so focus on making good content. That's awesome, Alex, thank you. Are we gonna see you? Uh, we're gonna see you in Bangkok, is that correct? Yeah, I'm gonna be in Bangkok and yeah. So amazing, amazing. So uh, we'll have a party, we'll invite you, but we'll talk about that more later. Um, thank you again for doing this. I know you're busy, so we really, really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. All right, All right guys. Thank you, everyone. If you have been listening to us on Spotify or Apple or Google, make sure to tune in later so you can see Alex and to look at his beautiful slides and uh, drop some comments on Facebook. Maybe Alex will have time later and he'll, he'll help us with a few more answers. If not, we will have the team reach out to him because we do try to answer as many questions as we can. So thank you, everyone. And thank you again, Alex. I hope you have the best day ever. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Ciao, ciao.